Welcome to the Nourishing Amy podcast. I'm Amy Rankin. I am an emotional intelligence and life coach, a speaker, a creator, and a wellness chaser. I have created this podcast for you to learn habits, mindset changes, and get really actionable takeaways to find out who you are, what lights you up, how you can love yourself again, and how to live your best life. Give yourself the space to welcome in more self-care and confidence, reduce feelings like overwhelm and stress, and let's find your sparkle again. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Nourishing Amy podcast. We are looking at another cognitive distortion in our mindset series today, but before I jump into what we're going to be discussing, I have your recommendation for the week. Now, this one is more specifically aimed at parents. I am going to recommend the Little Ones app. Now, they also do have a website and a YouTube channel which is why I love them so much because they're across so many different platforms. Um, Obviously, like I said, this one's really only for parents, but they specialize in babies and children's behavior and sleep. So their app is amazing. Honestly, it really has been life-changing for Aaron and I into getting into a better routine with Ollie and understanding his needs for each week and his age group. So every week, in the app, it updates what um, like times he should be sleeping, what his wake windows are, how long he should be sleeping for, um, like what how long his naps should be, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but apart from their app, if you don't want to subscribe to another app, their YouTube channel is fantastic, and they have so many different questions that they answer, which have been sent through to them either through the app or on their Facebook or email. And also, their blog is very informative. They cover a lot of different topics with regards to children on their blog as well and parenting and, um, you know, parent life. So that's my recommendation for you. Um, I know that a lot of you that listen are parents. So if you haven't checked out the little ones, um, pages. They do have Instagram um, as well, but I would recommend jump on their blog or go on their YouTube to get a little bit of a feel for it. Um, And yeah, that's my recommendation. Now to this week's cognitive distortion, we are talking about shoulds. Now, in my experience with clients, shoulds also comes under an umbrella with a few other words. And I'm going to combine all of these together. If we were looking at being really specific with CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy, I would just be touching on the shoulds, but I like to be flexible. I like to apply a few different um, studies and ranges of techniques so that these things really kind of resonate more with more people. And I think that by combining a few of these different words and noticing the language that we're using, it makes a big difference. So like I said, shoulds really start to come under an umbrella with a few other words, which are saying or thinking things like I have to, I need to, and I've got to. Um, So like I said, in the study of CBT, the word should is more focused on, but in my experience with clients, 
Each of these statements can cause very similar mental states, which is the biggest focus for me. How do these words or these language, this language, sorry, change your mental state and how do they make you feel? And because it is a very similar mental state that it's putting you in or similar feelings that are coming up for you, this is why I combine them together. So I'm going to start this one off by asking you a question before I give you the definition for what shoulds actually are and tell you how they affect us and how you can start to change it. I am going to get you to think about this question so that you can have some examples that come up because I can guarantee you, you have already done this today without even really realizing that you're doing it. So as you're listening, just take a breath for a second. Just take a nice deep breath in and out. And I want you to cast your mind back, whether you're listening to this in the morning and you've only just recently woken up or whether it's the afternoon or the evening. And I want you to cast your mind back and think about your first thoughts this morning. Now, this is before you've gotten out of bed. And I just want you to take a second. Take another breath. And we're just thinking about, okay, what were my first thoughts? thoughts this morning. So I'm going to set the scene for you. Your alarm has just gone off or maybe your baby has just woken up (laughs) and you don't have an alarm. Um, You're lying there in bed. Now, what are you thinking or saying to yourself? Or maybe you have somebody else in the room with you that you're talking to and you're saying these things actually out loud. Now, I'm going to throw out a heap of examples that most commonly come up with my clients. So you could be thinking things like, I have to get up. I need to have a shower. I've got to go to the gym. I need to make breakfast. I should get up now. I really should get ready for work. I've got to get my things together so I can get out the door. I need to get the kids ready. I should have breakfast today. I need to clean the bedroom. I should have tidied the lounge room and kitchen before I went to bed last night. So as you can see, this list really is endless. They are just some of the very first thoughts that you might have in the first few minutes or half an hour of your day. So if we're just looking at that immediate time when you've woken up, you can imagine how many of these thoughts you have daily. As the day goes on, what we notice is they can also become more self-deprecating. So you might notice things like, I should have done better in that presentation, or I should have spoken more to that person at work or at mother's group or at the gym, or I really should exercise, or I'm going to put on weight, or I should work out because I had dessert last night, so I really need to work out today. Okay, little disclaimer, Ollie's just woken up, so there is the potential that there is going to be little baby squealing noises in the background, but let's continue. Um, Okay, so like I was saying, as the day goes on, these shoulds can become more self-deprecating and we really feel like we're putting ourselves down with these shoulds, like I should have done this, I should have done that today. Um, And that's really focusing on what we haven't done or what we feel like we should have done, of course. Um, But what I really want to be emphasizing with this is how 
using this language makes us feel. So I could go on with so many more examples, but I'm going to assume that you do get the point here with all of these examples I've already mentioned. And I'm also going to assume that you can relate to at least some, if not a lot of these. Like I said, these are super common and come up with my clients at least every few sessions. Like it is not uncommon for this to be a topic that we go over multiple times, like semi-regularly, because it's a thinking pattern that we develop over years and years and years for some of us, our whole entire lifetime. So it's not necessarily that these things, and this goes for every single other one of our cognitive distortions that we've discussed. It's not that these things are going to go away when you start to notice them. But the point of these episodes is that you can start to notice them more often. And so you can then also start to change them in the moment when they're happening or what is more than likely going to happen is upon reflection. So you might be thinking about your day. You might've listened to a podcast episode and then the next day or at the end of the week thinking, oh, wow, like I really did notice that I was um, doing that today or doing this more often, (laughs) um, And well, how can I change that? What could I do differently? So we have upon reflection and then as we start to notice them coming up more and more often and we start to pick ourselves up more, that's when it starts to become more in the moment and you'll notice yourself and be like, oh, well, should I be doing that or do I want to do that? So let's look at why this cognitive distortion actually matters. How does it affect how you feel and how can you change it? So basically, if you spend the majority of your days, oh my goodness, apologies if you can hear Ollie in the background. If you spend the majority of your days thinking about what you need to do, what you should get done or what you should have done or what you've got to do or what you have to do, there's a lot of your thoughts that aren't in the present moment. You're also placing a lot of focus on what you don't feel like doing. So by using the shoulds, the need tos, the have tos and the I've got tos, you are also subconsciously telling yourself that you don't actually want to do these things. And how exhausting is that, right? You're spending your days doing things that you don't want to do, or it's not necessarily that you actually don't want to do them, but you're telling yourself subconsciously that you don't want to do them. So here lies the secret in how to change this thinking pattern as well we are going to look at changing your language. So this is where we merge from CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy into NLP or neuro-linguistic programming, linguistic meaning language. And we really start to focus on the words and the language that you are using and how it makes you feel. Now, I know what you're thinking. So what, you just want me to change my language from I have to clean the house and take the bins out to I want to clean the house and take the bins out and it's that easy? I get it. There is almost certainly still going to be things that you don't fully feel like doing, but we can change that as well. It's not, it's honestly not just as easy as changing the language because in your mind, there is the potential for you to still be thinking, well, I mean, I know I said I want to clean the kitchen and I want to take the bins out, but I actually don't want to. So we're going to look at how we can change that feeling behind it as well. So I want you to think of one of your examples. I'm going to run with an easy one. Um, I have to go to the gym today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to change that language to I want to go to the gym today because and then fill in that blank. What is the because? What is your why? Why are you choosing 
to do that thing. So whether it is cleaning the house, going to the gym, doing a presentation or having a big meeting at work, going to yoga, going to Pilates, going for a run, taking the bins out, cooking dinner, there is always going to be things that we don't really feel like doing and we tell ourselves that we should do. But if you change the language to I want to do whatever it is, X, Y, Z, uh, because you connect to your why and nine times out of 10, you actually do feel like doing it then. So you might be thinking, well, I want to clean the kitchen tonight because, and the because could be something like, because then it means that I wake up to a clean and tidy house in the morning instead of feeling like I'm starting my day with dishes piled up and mess still on the stove from dinner the night before. So you can see that by connecting to that why and by actually thinking about why it is that you choose to do that thing, it changes from a have to, a need to, a should do, or I've got to do this thing to, well, I want to. Now you can meet yourself in the middle instead of automatically going from a should to a want to straight away you can change it to should uh, to sorry um choose to as well so what we're focusing on is changing from should do need to have to do i've got to to i choose to and then think about your why or your because and then notice how you feel how does that feeling change and is it now a want to well i actually do want to tidy the kitchen now and clean the kitchen now because it's only going to take me a few minutes and I know I'm going to feel so much better in the morning for it. I choose to do my meal prep today because it means that then I'm reducing spending money on lunches this week when I'm at work and I have healthy nourishing food to be eating while I'm at work this week. And then when you think about it, well, actually, I kind of want to do my meal prep now because not only am I saving money, but I'm eating nourishing meals and nourishing my body as well. You get the gist. Like the, like I said, there is honestly hundreds, even thousands of examples of this. And I've tried to use my most general ones, like I said, that I notice coming up most often in my coaching sessions with my clients. So I hope that one or a few of these or quite a few of these resonate with you and you notice some of these coming up for you. And I'm really interested to know how effective it feels for you to change your language. So come through and send me a message. If you have started to change your language to I choose to and really connecting to that why or that because afterwards and that you notice that it is starting to help you to feel more empowered because this is the feeling that we're really going to be aiming more towards. It's like, I feel more empowered because I'm doing things with my day that I actually want to do that is self-serving rather than spending so much of my time doing all this stuff that I don't really feel like doing. I don't really feel like cleaning the kitchen or going to the gym. When, if we can change our language and then we actually do feel like doing some of these things, we feel really good about ourselves because we're finding the time to do things for ourselves that we feel really good about that we can look back at the end of the day and we feel like we've accomplished things we've achieved things and for those of you that are some OG listeners that have heard me talk about positive psychology before accomplishment and achievement is a big part of positive psychology it's one of the main pillars of positive psychology so if we can be 
really focusing on that accomplishment and achievement and getting things done that we actually feel like doing at the end of our days, we can look back and we feel accomplished. We feel achieved. We feel like we've got things done. We feel good about ourselves. And that is where those feelings like self-empowerment and things just like happiness and um, those kind of things really start to come in as well. So Like I said, I would love to hear from you. Let me know how you go with this one. It's a very, very common one. So don't feel bad when you notice it coming up for you. I don't say if, I say when, because everybody does it. But that's the beauty of this, that I'm helping you to notice some of these things. All right, I'm going to go and tend to my cranky little baby in the background. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have a fantastic afternoon. If you liked this episode, I would love for you to screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You guys have no idea how much that absolutely makes my day. I get such a big smile on my face. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And I hope that you have gotten something from this episode. If you want to hang out more, you can search the Nourishing Amy podcast community in Facebook and come and join our group. We're talking all things life, love, overwhelm and everything in between. You can share your funny memes, your stories, and all of the life stuff. If you would like to get in contact with me, please don't hesitate to reach out and shoot me a message on Instagram. You can find me at amy underscore Rankin. Last but not least, it really helps to support my podcast when you subscribe and leave a review on whatever app it is that you listen to this podcast on. I am just a little independent podcaster and every subscribe and review helps my podcast to be seen and heard by more people and to help more people get their sparkle back. Thank you again so much for being with me and have a fantastic day.